Transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying Price. What's the cost? Speed of boss, breaking down the walls. We all in once the coin guitars. Got the plan of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. From three fours to four three. The founder of Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be. Incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistakes about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legend. Hey, me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good. So are the Stogies. Some real thought, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. That big whiskey, that big cigars. Be true to yourself and see if, if if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. They said let's call it the Slapdick Podcast. What up? What up? Real Coach JB. Another Slapdick Podcast coming at you. What up, YouTube? <clears throat> Appreciate you guys coming in. Um. Please hit the like button, hit subscribe, become a member, and uh, become a, hit the bell notification so you know when I'm on. Welcome in, man, everybody on YouTube. It's the Friday of the Slapdick Podcast, the 28th of January. Um, responded to some Slapdick on Instagram real quick. He just said, fuck you, out of nowhere on my comments, so I'm just telling him. That is your girl's job. That is your girl's job. Please make no mistakes. Um, Because I can't cuss on the motherfucker because they banned me and shit. Twitter suspended me. Um, last week or earlier this week, if you didn't notice, because... uh. I got into it with uh, got into it with uh, ESPN uh, people, so you know. So we'll see what happens, um, how that all goes down. I don't know if you guys know who Mina Kimes is on ESPN, um, or Dan Lepetard, or. Fucking Mike Golick Jr. Fucking, I don't know if you know them guys. But anyway, we'll get into all that, man. Uh, I'm just chilling on this fine Friday before I have to go run some errands. Um, I'm supposed to actually be at the PGA Farmers Insurance Open in Torrey Pines, California, San Diego. I was there yesterday with my good friend Pat Perez, who is currently eight under, eight under and is making a move. I'm keeping a give it up for my boy Pat Perez. Follow him on Instagram. Good ass dude, man. Straight shooter. That's it's funny, man. Who who likes me? Regular general folks, celebrities, um, politicians that I've ran into. It's amazing who likes me and who doesn't. 
the people that like me, professional athletes included, they use the word fuck a lot. It's funny how people that use that word like me. Why is that? I don't know. I tried to correlate it and put it together with some things and I'm just like, damn, is is that a is there a correlation in this thing? And is there a direct correlation with what I got going on? And I don't know. But anyway, shout out to my boy Michael Collins, uh ESPN Caddy, if you don't know who that is on ESPN. That's who I've been kicking it with up there at the at the at the uh, Farmers uh, Insurance Open. I will be back tomorrow for the final day um, in San Diego. I'm going to go tomorrow. I uh, spoke to Pat this morning before he teed off. Um, let him know I couldn't make it today. Um, it's hard to leave right now, man, with the dog situation. Bailey um, went back to her original breeder. Uh, T, my styles, bullies, shout out back in Pittsburgh. Original owner of, of Bailey. So I, I, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty devastated that I had to give Bailey up. But that is just a necessity at this moment with the dog situation. So she needed to go back uh, finally to a good her original owner. Um, Bonham is still here. Great dogs, man. You know, T, the owner of My Styles, was just shocked. The lady that flew Bailey to Pittsburgh for me was shocked how well-behaved Bailey was on the plane and all those things, man. And uh, Bailey's a great fucking dog, man. Great dog. But she's an alpha female like Stogie was an alpha male, and she bumps heads, man, with the dogs. And then uh, I just don't have it, the uh, the time or the issue. I can't handle the shit right now, man. And it's unfortunate as shit. It's just turned into a fucking nightmare here. And I've had to make grown folks decisions, man. And it's just unfortunate. Um, but at least I'm not just ever going to give up my dog. Just, oh, fuck it here. Uh, I'm not looking for money. Uh, I'm already, uh, you know, well in on these dogs. So I'm not like I'm getting my money back, but at the same time, it's not about money with dogs with me. That's why they were family dogs. They weren't fucking kenneled cage dogs, but, uh, uh, you know, it's just a, been a trickle down effect on my dog situation and I just, uh, can't grasp it quite yet. It's been fucked up times, but, uh, got to keep moving on. So, um, title of this show is, uh, talk. I'll talk back title of this slapdick podcast. That's the name of it. Talk and I'll talk back. Don't even trip. You ain't got to worry about me. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I motherfucking talk back. You will definitely hear me. Um, and I've heard, I've seen people comment, um, on things I've been saying, especially with my ESPN beef, but I'll get into that, man. As 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 I pay the bills here with the slapdick uh, sponsor of the show, BetOnline.ag. Make sure you guys check it out. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy New Year as we head into February, the greatest month of the year, my birthday month. Um, Bet online remains the number one spot for all bet sports wagering action for 2022 new year and new updated desktop mobile design and sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus. Use the promo code believe B L E A V to get started. Basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, everything, um, is available on bet online and it's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports bet online. Where the game starts. Tell him Slapdick himself sent you. 
get you 50% off using the promo code believe B L E A V. Um, I'm going to show YouTube here. My, one of my new logos, cause our new apparel line is going to drop. And so, uh, so we've 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 funkied up the JB logo, made it a little sexier, a little more swag to it. So we've added a little bit of uh, some cleaner lines and made it a little 2022-ish. Um, so you know, we'll see how it goes. That's going to be the, one of those are going to be the JB just JB logo, and then we got the slapstick logo. We've changed a little bit, but that new apparel is ready to drop here very very shortly. So. It'll be out very soon, and uh, and then obviously the logo for the whiskey has changed, and it's obviously we funky that up, made it pretty sweet. Downtown L.A. in the backdrop with the palm trees, bold, rugged, and smooth. And our new motto for Slapdick Whiskey is drink one, don't be one. So um, that is going to be our deal. We made some connections this weekend or this past week here at this uh, farmer's insurance open. Um, so like I said, shout out to, uh, to everybody. Um, Michael Collins for getting me up in there and uh, Pat Perez for letting me walk around in his threesome yesterday as he uh, made the cut. And today's off to a great day. He's on number 14. He's eight under six behind the leader. Rom DeChambeau Fowler, um, Mickelson, they, uh, they did not make the cut. Um, Mickelson was walking around yesterday, man. Uh, we had a couple pleasantries and said hello. And, uh, he's, he's obviously on Pat McAfee's show quite a bit and, uh, good dude. He, he's all business on the course, man. I'll tell you, he's walking around with his fist balled up and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good to see people in their element of, uh, of other sports. It's good to see people in their element because you get to see people that are, you know, considered top, maybe Phil Mickelson might be top three, top five golfer of all time. And uh, you get to see how he is. And, like, I've been told things that I got to hang out with a few guys yesterday afterwards. And uh, shout out to Tended Bar, uh, a new and upcoming uh innovative motherfucking system man it's a face recognition bartender situation it eliminates the bartender that sucks for you bartenders but it eliminates the lines which is good for you patrons you customers um and they're in uh nfl stadiums and they just got the pga contract and they are thinking about carrying slapdick whiskey and we're trying it out this weekend there at the uh, farmer's insurance deal so i'll be back there tomorrow and, uh, you know, it's a great, great, great deal. All you do, man, is you put your fucking face in a camera. They take it. You put your credit card in and your credit cards open the whole time. So it has to have your face to get another drink. So, uh, you know, you can go to any of the kiosks. They have five up in Torrey Pines and, uh, man, they, it's basically, you get to pick about eight different drink combinations and they're basically already pre-made, but they're fresh. They're remade all the time. You can get like a. You can get like a Paloma tequila, grapefruit. You can get a fucking like a slapdick and Coke. You could get like a fucking uh, vodka, cranberry. There's, there's, uh, they got Woodford Reserve. So you can get a different amount of drinks. Plus you can order a double and it's basically two buttons, man. You put your cup in there, two buttons and you're done. And then they got all your fresh fruit and shit. If you want lime or 
pineapple and shit. It's to your right, and you're in and out of there. No lines, man. It's fucking unbelievable, and uh, it's a pretty sweet deal. So got to meet the owner there, Justin. Good deal. Uh, tended Bar. Follow them on Instagram. It's a pretty fucking legit situation. He's going to be in the NFL, NBA, and uh, NHL stadiums around the world, so country. So good deal, good meet and greets, uh, and uh, pretty pretty good situation. Beautiful course, Torrey Pines, man. Fuck, pretty beautiful course. It's a municipal course for all my San Diegoans listen, listening. Uh, it's a municipal course, so those guys can play it for like 75 bucks. And it's basically, that's where the U.S. Open was at last year, um, Torrey Pines. Home of Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson grew up there in that area, Rancho area. Um, so it's uh, pretty good to see him in his element, man. Another, uh, you know, professional that takes his business serious. He was pissed the whole day. You could tell he was pissed. He didn't play well. And it's just, uh, it's good to see another professional in his element other than football. And uh, you get to see the seriousness of people in that profession. But, you know, he's damn near a billionaire, so I would think he's pretty fucking serious about his business. Um, but I've also heard things off the field. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Everyone thinks he's an asshole, I guess, uh, from what I hear. That motherfucker signed more autographs than any other player yesterday after he lost and didn't make the cut. And I, I, I hear from close people, of friends of mine, that he is absolute fucking gem to kick it with off the course. So, hey, man, people always want to judge a motherfucker for when they meet him. Like, motherfucker, you don't know me. You don't know him. People talk about how much of an asshole he is. Motherfucker, he was about his business on the course. I respect the shit out of it. And, uh, and, it, and, and it's, it makes you appreciate some things, man. Um, it's funny, man. San Diego is a tough place for me to go. San Diego ends. I love San Diego, man. I really do. San Diego ends, man. Absolutely. Uh, fucking recognize me man and it's pretty good it's pretty fun man i, I don't have no issues they're, they're great fans out there san diego shout out and uh, a little girl came up to me it was funny man she had a dog and she was like are you jason brown and i'm like uh how you doing she's like we're literally watching you right now on t on our phone and they're there from vegas watching the round and uh i'm just like jesus Jesus Christ, it's funny. But it was a great day, man, great atmosphere. I'm sunburned as fuck, if YouTubers can see. Um, I got red as shit. I didn't know it was going to be fucking like 85 on the ocean in uh, January. But that's a Cali life for you. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, but anyway, title of this show, Talk, and I'll talk back. Um, let me get to the quote of the day, man. We're 14 minutes in, and I haven't even got to anything. Um if you don't like what's on, turn the channel. Real fucking cut and dry, man. That's the quote of the day. If you don't like what's on, turn the channel. Um, basically, it's real simple, man. Uh, fucking that's for goes for life, too. You don't like your job? Fucking turn the channel. Go do something else. Are you working a job or a career? You in a career or a job? You working a salary or an hourly? Like, you got to ask yourself some questions, man, and... Uh, you know, you don't like it, turn the channel. You don't like your girl, fucking turn the channel. <laughs> uh, go figure it out, man. Go do some things. Um, but uh, anyway, make sure you go to CoachJBStore.com. The new apparel will be up and running here shortly. It's funky. It's sweet. I got a woman's line I'm also dropping. It's going to have some... I got... I got a great idea from a friend, 
And uh, we're going to make some boy shorts with. We're basically going to make some boy shorts with. Um, with uh, hate me with it's a great day to have a great day on the ba- on the ass of it. And then on the crotch, we're going to have the JB logo with the cigar. So um, it should be pretty fun, pretty interesting. Um to say the least. So stay tuned for the female line of uh, slap dick apparel. And then we'll wear, we're going to have some like tanks, sleep tanks for women. Hey, man, we're going to do it. See what happens. We're going to try to push the apparel line this year and get it bigger and better than ever. Um, appreciate everybody being on YouTube today. Um, I noticed I just had a glitch. I don't know what happened. It shut off for a second on YouTube, but it's back up. And running. I'll be with Pat and the boys on the Super Bowl at the Super Bowl. Um, they're out here, and uh, I'm going to hang out with them a few days. Um, so I will be uh, with them guys. They'll be doing a show here in L.A. for the Super Bowl and leading up to the Super Bowl. So I'll be back with them guys then. Um, but I appreciate everybody asking and, and, and wondering. Um Hopefully my new cigar line will be out here in the next month or two. We're just, we got the cigars ready. We're waiting on the bands. COVID has really slowed a lot of shit down that you think, uh, take for granted. And, uh, so we're waiting on that and, uh, we'll be launching the cigar line. Um, so if you don't like the channel, all right, if you don't like what's on, turn the channel, man. If you don't like what's on, turn the fucking channel and get back to, uh, Doing something you want to do, not what you have to do. That includes women, that includes men, women, um, all that shit. But anyway, um, talk and I'll talk back. Title of the show. See, the problem with America now and this generation of not only young people, these are old people too. I've had to check a few. You know me, I'm a, I try to keep it respectful with my elders, but some elders just don't understand and elders meaning my age or even if an old lady would have motherfucked me, I would never, I would never, uh, disrespect her just because that's how I was raised. Even though she could hate me and cuss, cuss me out. Um, I would just say, all right, and I'll leave. <laughs> I'm not going to really get into it with an 80 year old lady. Like who the fuck, all you guys that do that are just like, what, what are you doing? You're pissing up a rope motherfucker. What, what the fuck are you winning? Are you going to beat her up, motherfucker? <laughs> Goes for you women, too. Are you going to put hands on an 80-year-old? She can talk. She's deserved the right. She's still a fucking alive in this fucked up world. She deserves the right to talk shit to your motherfucking ass. I probably said some weird, stupid, dumb shit. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I say some shit every once in a while. You can all agree to that. So, um, anyway... That's kind of an update on everything. I'm going to get into a few things because the title of the show is Talk and I'll Talk Back Before a Reason. See, Americans all think they can talk shit to somebody, someone, you, me, whoever. And the cancel culture of the world and the politically correct people and the soft asses of the world, they are really truly expecting you not to talk back. And that's why this title of this show is Talk and I'll Talk Back. I'm going to talk back to you, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck if it's in public or wherever. Now, I've never had an issue in public by a fan. It's, uh, it's really crazy. 
And I would bet money that I've probably ran into folks that have talked shit to me on Twitter in person and they suck my dick in person, but on Twitter they're straight gangbangers. <laughs> that is what's funny about it. Um, I guarantee you that's true for most folks that it, that's in this room right now. All you guys have ran into somebody that you've seen or talked to on social media that's banged on you and talked shit and called you a motherfucker and an asshole and whatever else, and you see them in person and they're kissing your ass. That's how fake we've become. That's why we're so soft now. Because when you do clap back and talk back and and check a motherfucker, they get all in their feelings and they get up. Oh, my God, I'm appalled. Like I, I run into females all the time that talk shit to other people. And then I talk to them and I'm like, really? And I'll talk shit to them. And then they'll, they'll sit there and drop their jaw and look at you like, oh, my God, I'm appalled you talk to me that way. So hold up. Time out. You could talk shit to this old lady right here. No offense, lady. I didn't mean to say old lady like that. You could talk shit to this elderly woman. See how I politically corrected that shit? You could talk to this elderly woman. (laughs) But I can't tell you that you're fucked up and you're wrong and shut the fuck up. (laughs) And you're appalled now. That's the problem, dog. It's it's the irony of it all. It's the audacity and the fucking hypocrisy of it, man. Like, you motherfuckers talk more than anyone. And then when somebody claps back, you're in your feelings. It's like, holy fuck. Are you shitting me? That's how soft your bitch ass is? You could talk and don't expect to get talked back? See, back in the day, there was no talking. We slap back, motherfucker. When you, if you're a bitch-made motherfucker, because I call men bitches. We'll get into that. You're a bitch-made motherfucker. We used to slap bitch-made motherfuckers. No offense, women, but we used to slap bitches. And we know, you know what? I, I grew up with the most, some of the hardest gangsters in the country, man. You know, I've never seen them disrespect a woman or hit a woman. I've never seen the, the, the real ones do that. I never seen the real ones rob an old lady. I never did see it. And these are straight cold, stone cold killers. Now you could talk about, well, they're killing motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, hey, each his own, man. I'm not, I didn't say I raised a motherfucker to be a kid. I didn't, I just grew up with them. I'm not their daddy or brother, motherfucker. Um, but I'm wondering, I'm wondering why. People think that certain people are supposed to be a certain way. No, they're not. (laughs) You don't know because you don't turn over rocks and fucking understand each is own. Certain individuals are different. Fuck different strokes for different folks. I grew up with straight killers who used to sit in the front row of class and earn straight A's motherfucker. Those are the motherfucking gangsters. See, none of you cats know that shit nowadays. Nowadays, the gangsters are supposedly the motherfuckers running into Walmart and stealing and running out and thinking they're big shit. I ain't no fucking gangster, motherfucker. You don't even know what gangsters are. Gangsters are businessmen, motherfucker. See, you guys don't have a clue about gangsters. But all I've been hearing is these youngsters out here, and I got off a little, a little off track, about how hard they are. Motherfucker, you're sagging skinny jeans and wearing pink Converse. Don't talk to me about gangster. 
please don't talk to me about that shit because you are slapping the motherfuckers in the face with that mockery ass shit. Don't come to me with no skinny jeans, sagging skinny jeans, motherfucker with three belts on and it's pink motherfucking converse. Come on, homie. You disrespecting Chuck. You you make me fucking laugh so motherfucking hard. Holy shit. And you think robbing an old lady at Nordstrom is gangbanging. See, if I would have seen your ass, I would have seen you running. If I see your motherfucker running, I'm trying. It's hard to leave the house right now and get out. I'm trying to go to some places where they're hitting because I want to clothesline a motherfucker. I'm trying to clothesline some of these motherfuckers. I'm just telling you, I swear to God, you'll see that I'll be on TMZ around this motherfucker. Coach Brown from Netflix, clothesline this motherfucker. Hey, dog, funny story about yesterday, though. ESPN called me to do an interview, and um, I'll get into the whole thing, but ESPN called me to do an interview, so I took the phone call um, during uh, my boy Pat Perez's round, and he's like on number 12 or 13, or and uh, <laughs> I'm on the phone call, so I, t- I went away a ways, and you know, there's a lot of people, ushers there, quieting people, and you know, it's not, you know, I know protocol. I golf a lot, and I haven't golfed in a while, but I, I grew up pretty good uh, as a pretty good golfer. Like I said, I played against Tiger in high school for four years, and uh, we had our words. And uh, anyway, so I was pretty good. Hold my own, right? I haven't played in a long time. But I understand protocol, so I understand, you know, I used to hate people fucking loud and shit, but I didn't bother me like that. I, I wasn't that bougie. But anyway, I'm on the phone. I guess there, there was pretty much, there was a lot of wind yesterday coming off the ocean. And uh, I guess the phone call got out of, you know, I'm talking and talking for about 20 minutes. And uh, one of the caddies from one of the players that was seven over was like, hey, on the cell phone, can you be quiet? So you know me. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm all eyes were on my ass and I got a fucking stogie in my hand smoking it. I got a Paloma in my other hand with a phone on my ear and I'm trying to be quiet, but I had a few drinks in me. So, you know, me being a slapdick, I am, I'm talking a little shit. Pat Perez is on the green (laughs) later on. Me and Pat had a discussion about it. I'm not going to share those thoughts. He thought for this way, he, he, uh, found it rather humorous, but Anyway, um, Pat's a great dude now. Like, we share a lot of the same ideologies. Let me just tell you like that. Um, I bet you Tiger Woods, who's worth a billion dollars, would tell you different that golf isn't a sport, 25. <laughs> uh, I wish you would tell Phil Mickelson, who's almost a billionaire, he, golf's not a sport. I bet you that motherfucker would laugh in your fucking face. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting shushed by the, by the fucking, uh, caddy. Me and Pat had a conversation, basically went like this. Why was it the motherfucker that was seven over quieting me down? (laughs) Why wasn't it Pat's caddy that when he was four under like motherfucker winners win and losers lose. And you find an excuse for every fucking thing when you're losing motherfuckers get all in their feelings when they're down, when they're seven over, (laughs) Uh, and you know what's fucked up? It was pretty funny that I was uh I was chilling with the dude's girlfriend the whole day. I was walking with her the whole time um with Michael Collins and it was his girlfriend the dude that was seven over. Um 
he's a pro golfer, bro. Like he's a pro fucking golfer, man. Um, so you know, yeah, golf is literally one of the hardest sports in the world to play. So obviously, people that talk don't know. Just talk. People just talk, dog. Just, just it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? It's okay. Each person deserves their own opinion and their own feelings, man. I have my own feelings about certain things. You guys don't agree with. It is what it is. 25 don't think it's a sport. Hey, each his own. I don't give a fuck. I mean, shit, if it pays me millions of billions of dollars, I would say it's an absolute sport. <laughs> uh, but 25 has his own thoughts. It's all girl. All chill. Um, I think the Rams are going to fucking obliterate the 49ers this weekend. That's just my thoughts. And if they lose to seven in a row, they should be castrated and fired on the spot. They should take Stafford's nuts and chop them off. They should take McVay's nuts and chop the motherfuckers off. If you lose seven times in a row to a football team in the NFL, you are fucking deserving of firing. I'm being honest with you. Like, come on, dog. It's it's nuts and guts time. The Rams are clearly better on paper. We know on paper don't mean shit. All right. When you put those pads on. Trust me. Allen, right? <laughs> Allen's in the house. Former player of mine. We know that that don't mean shit. On paper, rosters don't mean shit. But at the same time, when is your nuts and guts going to drop, motherfucker? When are you going to say, you know what? Fuck these motherfuckers. This is our absolute rival. Northern versus Southern Cali, A. The Rams and Niners, B, should beat. It should be an absolute fucking bloodbath, and there shouldn't be no fucking love on that field. It's an all-out war. It's been that way since the 80s, and now we're cool losing six times in a row if you're a Ram fan, an L.A., true L.A. fan. Listen, Rams, lucky I'm not. My, my good friend's a wide receiver coach there. Shout-out to Eric Yarber, good friend of mine. I was like, dog, let me come give a motivational speech to these motherfuckers. Let me get these motherfuckers right before kickoff. I would love to do it. And uh, he was like, shit, that'd be, that'd be tight. I'm like, I wish, he was like, I wish they would. I wish they would, too. I want to get these motherfuckers hyped to beat 49ers. I'm an L.A. Ram fan. I'm from L.A. We don't like Northern California motherfuckers. We don't like Northern Cali if you're a Southern Cali. Northern Cali, they don't like SoCal motherfuckers. Frisco Giants don't like Dodger fans. Dodgers, we don't like Frisco. Why you think there's fights every motherfucking time? I got good friends from Northern Cali. Love them. We're cool as fuck. If there's a Dodger uh, Giant game on, we're fucking scrapping. Talking shit. If there's a Ram Niner game on, we're talking shit. If there's a Charger Raider game on back in the day when they were Oakland, we're talking shit. So, hey, I think the Niners have done a great job. We're going to get into the whole Jimmy G hatred. Um, I don't know if the 49ers are the hotter team right now, TJ. The Rams are, I think, on a high. I think the Rams' offense is clicking. I think Cam Akers has made the Rams pretty much at this time unbeatable. This is the deal I got. This is a, this is a situation I'm thinking Remember, five weeks ago, I called the Rams playing the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Did I not? Everybody heard me. It's on record. Hopefully, you guys can go back and re look at my podcast. I picked the Rams to play the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So far, I'm correct. It's happening. It's going to happen. Talk it into existence. Um, I think the Rams beat the Niners. And I think, unfortunately for the Bengals, if they do make it, I think the Rams 
obliterate the Bengals. I just have it. It's just it's not a good matchup for the Bengals. Joe Burrow, as good as he is, I think can exploit the Kansas City secondary. He cannot exploit the Rams secondary for two reasons. Number one, Rams have the best secondary left in the playoffs. Number two, the Rams D-line is the best in the playoffs. And that is not a good sign for Joe Burrow. If you can't throw quick because your wideouts are getting locked up, by Jalen and by all these dudes, and that D-line's getting to you, it makes for a bad situation. (laughs) So my pick is the Rams playing the Bengals and the Rams actually blowing the Bengals out, which is not going to be good for TV, but it'll be a good game. If Cincinnati plays the Niners in the Super Bowl, it'll be the lowest-rated Super Bowl of all time. So there's a lot of ifs, and if if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk in this conversation. But that is the truth of the matter. I truly believe that is where we're headed. And those are two scenarios that I'm telling you that I think one can be horrible for the NFL, one can be great. Now, obviously, the best scenario for the NFL is the Rams versus the Chiefs, and it's a straight-up fucking 55-50 football game like it was a few years ago on Monday night. Obviously, that would be iconic everybody would love to see it um i think joe burrow has other ideas i don't think he gives a fuck about the chiefs and their fucking problems <laughs> so uh we'll see what happens um but anyway we'll get into the nfl picks here shortly um but like i said this title of this show is talk and i'll talk back because that's just how we was raised where I'm from. And today, the scenario of the generation is if you talk, you're not expected to clap back at nobody because you're supposed to, you're going to be appalled when I talk shit and check your bitch ass. And it's funny how motherfuckers think they can talk all that shit to motherfucker. But then when you talk back, they just get butt hurt, tuck their tail, start crying, tattletelling on motherfuckers. Everything we grew up saying not to do. Snitches get ditches where I'm from, motherfucker. But guess what? Motherfucking, they're snitching like crazy nowadays. Motherfuckers snitching on everybody. Everybody's a snitch now. And you know the problem about snitches? Nobody's even fucking putting them down. Snitches is doing it and not even feeling no effects. (laughs) That's how I know we're soft as baby shit. When snitches ain't getting chin checked, we got problems, America. Houston, we got a problem. Because we ain't getting checked on anything and that's what's fucking crazy so um i am going to take zoom calls today they're not zoom we're not on zoom sorry i can't say zoom but uh if anyone wants to come on the show live showing your face looking eye to eye whether you're a lover or a hater no homo where we're from we say no homo if you say a lover to a man I'm sorry for all you guys out there that may be homo. I don't give a fuck. I don't have no problems. I'm just telling you that's what I had to say to let you all know where I'm from. But anyway, you could be a hater and come on. Look me in the eye, motherfucker. Now, listen, I'm going to put the link, okay, to the show right here on YouTube in the fucking box, okay, in the chat box. I'm going to put the link, okay? I just want you to know I'm going to put the link. And then the link, you guys can all click the link. This is the way I figured out how to do it, okay? Um, 
I'm going to put the link in the chat. You guys can take the chat and run with it. You can all climb it, chime in, and I can only allow, I think, five in at a time or something. But you guys can all chime. You can come in. I'll only let a few in at a time, and then, and, and then if the call don't go well, I'll end it, and I'll pull the next guy in, kind of. Get it? So it's kind of like an audio call, but we're doing it live on video. Hey, it might be a trendsetter, dog. I might be the new motherfucking innovator. I don't know. There's 90 people in this motherfucker, so feel free. Um, there is the chat. Go ahead and copy that bitch into your email and or into your system and chime in. Go ahead. Feel free. And I'm going to still get through the show, but when... You guys are going to have to just come in and chill inside the queue, and then I'll let you in periodically, all right? I'll let you in periodically as I discuss the show so it doesn't turn into just a fucking shit fest. And, uh, but this is going to be the first day. I wanted to try it before the weekend to see how it gets, the reviews it gets, and how it ends up uh, trending, okay? So that's why I'm going to do it. Um, once you come in, um, I'll, I'll, so I already see people coming in, so it's all good and we can get to it. And, uh, listen, it's a slapstick podcast. I'm not going to be like everyone else. You don't have to be respectful. It is what it is, but it just tells me your character and it's all good. Cause you already know mine. So it is what it is. Um, but I, pre- I think everybody in this chat's pretty c- cool with each other. I think they've been in here. Um, we know the trolls and shit, so we all know them fucksticks, uh, who they'll be. I wish one of them motherfuckers would call in, but they won't show their face. See the difference? Them motherfuckers won't show their face. This, this idea might have fucked them. They might be like, fuck, I can't show my face. I'm fucking Johnny on here and not uh, Freddy. So anyway, um, you guys in the queue, I see you. It just kind of shadows them out. So it's kind of a cool deal the way that the system I have is set up. Um, so it's pretty pretty sweet deal. Um, anyway, I, I titled this show, I Talk and Talk, talk and I'll Talk Back, because the reason is I, I put a video that basically has almost a million views on Twitter. Um, and that's not because of who I am, just let me tell you. It's because of all the people that were famous who got into it and chimed in and started retweeting it, obviously, how that shit works. But... A lot of motherfuckers got in there and started chiming in. People that have no clue about what it takes. But anyway, Mina Kimes, a female on ESPN. Listen, I have no problem with females having a platform at all. I'm not a sexist at all. I, I, I love females that have a, have a say. But I also, Stephen A. Smith came on today on uh, First Take and Molly Quorum um, no longer rose at the end because she's no longer married to Jalen. She came in and was like, we're here. We're here to stay. Whoop, bam. Females are here. We got our platform. Do, 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 do. And all this old shit. And that's fine and dandy, okay? Fine and dandy. But Stephen A. talked shit about Jeff Garcia, who had the same sentiment that I had about Mina and these different people. And basically what I said in a nutshell, if you haven't seen the video, is I said, you guys, idiots talk like this. <laughs> She basically slandered Jimmy G for winning football games, which in the last time I checked, you know, that's kind of how quarterbacks are judged. Y'all can't hate Tony Romo for being a fucking great player, but never winning a playoff game and hate on Jimmy G for not being a great player and winning football games. It don't make no fucking sense. 
So anyway, all I did was say how much of a clown she is for talking about something she has no clue what it entails. And Jeff Garcia basically shared the same sentiment. Well, Je- Stephen A. will never call my name out on ESPN, so he called Jeff Garcia out. And basically, Jeff Garcia uh, basically said the exact same thing I said to basically shut the fuck up. You're a clown. And and, 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 and Molly Quorum and Stephen A. got all mad and... and uh, and called out Jeff Garcia, and I'm just like, and and Stephen A. had the audacity to say that <laughs> I never played football. I know what I'm talking about. No, you don't, motherfucker. That's the problem. Then they tried to say Max Kellerman and fucking Molly Quorum and motherfucker, you don't know what it is. So you're really lying again to the public. Anyway, um, let me take a caller in between some of these things I'm talking about, man, and, and I'm going to see what's up. Um, what's up, brother? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. What's your name, man? Christian. Christian? I'm a huge fan of the show. Thanks for answering. Yeah, yeah. Your, your your voice is pretty screwed up. Sorry, I'm at work, too. The audio the is kind of screwed up. Sorry, I'm at work, too. I got you. Can you hear me? I hear you. Uh, Go ahead. I'm a huge Steelers fan. I just want to know what you think we should do with our quarterback situation. Where at? Steelers. Uh, That's a good question, dog. Uh, You know what? They're going to have to, uh, in my opinion, I don't think Tomlin is uh, a young buck anymore. I don't think Tomlin is going to uh, want to draft and build a guy up. I don't think he has the time. Now, Belichick just did it, and you can argue and say, well, he just drafted Mac Jones. I don't believe there's a Mac Jones in the draft this year, A. B, um, I don't believe Tomlin is is wanting to stick around and see a five-year building process. Uh, I think they're going to trade or get a free agent that I think can make it happen. I think that's their only bet. They don't have anyone on the roster, in my opinion. If they have to go with Rudolph, I don't think they're going to be very successful. Um I like him. I think he's a nutty, gutty little kid, but I don't think he can take that team to a Super Bowl. Um, and I think I've heard stories of, you know, Juju wanting out and trying to go to the Chiefs and different shit like that. So it just depends on who they keep at wide out and, uh, and it, what ends up happening. But I think they're going to get somebody in free agency. You know who I wouldn't mind? And, and I could see someone there like a, who fits Pittsburgh's uh, – Mantra, so to speak, is a uh, a Fitzpatrick. I, I can see a Fitzpatrick coming in there and balling the fuck out for you guys. He's a still mill dude, rough and 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 rugged, and he's uh, players love playing with the motherfucker. I think he could be a perfect fit in Pittsburgh for at least a year. And if you do draft somebody, you're gonna have to get a nasty veteran like that. If you do draft a rookie and say, okay, we're going to draft a rookie and then go get a free agent that's going to get us through this year while we build this other kid up like the Niners kind of did, um, I could see them going after a Fitzpatrick or, a, you know, somebody like that. You know, uh, I don't know who else is out there that's that that's good enough as a veteran. All the more, more of the veterans right now are bad. But I think they're going to have to get somebody in a trade or, 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 or a free agent. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is coming. I, I, I wouldn't go that far. Aaron Rodgers is still under contract. Uh, Garden Minshew. 
Minshew. I I like Minshew, man. I, I do. I don't know if he's the guy, though. Because, see, the thing is, I would take a Fitzpatrick first because of his experience and age, even though it sounds crazy he's older. But that's what Steelers need. Steelers don't need some young kid in there um, losing them games, throwing them picks and shit. You know, run the football like the Steelers do, play great defense, have a guy to manage the game that won't fuck you like a Fitzpatrick. I think that's a, a thing that they could do. So, um, I don't know. It'd be, uh, it's interesting, man, to, to uh, that question you have. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's some guys out there I think could be serviceable if they do draft a rookie. If not, they're going to have to trade some assets to get a real deal QB um, in there. And so... Uh, we'll see what they do, man. But appreciate it, brother. And uh, thank you. Hey, go back to work, man. Be safe. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Peace. See you. What's up, brother? What's your name? Hey, coach. I uh, I honestly don't know what the odds of you picking on two Christians name or uh, two guys named Christian that are stealing. Uh, hold up, dog. Let me hold up. Don't even say that. I'm gonna write the lotto numbers down. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I was gonna follow 15, up with. Fifteen, twelve, eighty-one, seventy-nine. So, all right, go ahead. Yeah, so mine also has to do with the uh, Steelers quarterback situation. I just wanted to know your thoughts on Big Ben. Uh, obviously, you can't deny what he's done on the field, but I know that you care so much about what your players do off it, and you're trying to make them better men. How would you have? Uh, how would you have handled that situation personally with Big Ben uh, this you know, year? When all that nonsense came up with uh, his situation, or just this, this year. Uh, no, with Big Ben's situation. Like the whole, uh, the charges and shit? Yeah, what happened in Georgia. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to talk and speculate on other people. I hate to put my foot in my mouth like everyone does with me. I hate to be the judge like of people I don't know or situations I'm not a part of. You know, I've been around a lot of players who have been falsely accused, um, mostly being black players by white girls. Right. So this is a different scenario. Uh, I've seen that. A hundred times, uh, not only te- teammates of mine, but, to cut you off. huh? Do you think race played into it? I don't want to cut you off, but I, I don't know. Um, you know, he's a white dude, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was a white girl, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I, I, there's no race in that shit, unless there's some reverse yeah. racism going on. I fuck, I, I doubt it. Um, I've seen black kids be fucked, get fucked over and get and get straight lied about by white girls from a town of eight people. When they go home and tell daddy Homer that they slept with a black dude, he goes, what? No, you didn't. He raped you. And that's literally how it happens. And then guess what? She comes home and claims she goes back to school and claims rape because her daddy said so, because you're from a town of fucking eight people and you're not allowed to be around a brother. So I've seen it. I've seen it. It's fucked up. And that's just kind of how life is. And um, unfortunately, it's, it, but, you know, Ben's deal, I don't know. But it happened twice, though. Yeah. So, that's like, a, you know, <laughs> like, my thing is, he's off, no issues. You know, are, are we going to give Deshaun Watson the same the same uh, deal? Like, what's, what's his deal? And now, I'm going to be honest with you, with Deshaun Watson's case, for brothers staying out of jail this long with all these charges it's it's kind of 
it, it, it's not good to see because I don't know if he's guilty or not, but it is good to see in a regard if, if he is innocent, then it's good that the, the system worked this way for a brother that usually is the opposite. He's in jail and proven he's, he's, he's guilty until he's innocent, which is not the law, but that's the law for some people I grew up with. So it's funny how it works. Um, ben. It's, it's sad you need $100 million to get the benefit of the doubt in that situation. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. It's kind of some bullshit, but... Ah, twice, man. I don't know. Sometimes you start adding shit up. Okay, once, okay, maybe it's something. Twice? Uh, What's going on here, Big Ben? I don't know. Wasn't there, though. It's hard to speculate on. I don't know. You know, obviously, Mike Tomlin knew he must have had some investigative. NFL security is very, very good, just so you know. It is very, very thorough. They're as good as the FBI, man. I'm just telling you. It's really FBI agents retired and CIA agents retired is who the NFL hires. And so... They're no joke, and I'm sure Tomlin got abreast of all the situations, and obviously he was found innocent, and there's no other things that you could do. And if you're innocent in the law, then shit, how can you suspend a guy or, 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 or it's a tough situation. It might look bad on the outside, but you don't know what's going on on the inside. So, um, But I appreciate you, brother, for calling in. Yeah, thanks for taking my call, Coach. All right, bro. Thanks, Peace. Um. Couple guys still in the queue. Gabe, way I do. CJ, Gabe, you're next. I'll hit you up in a second. Um, anyway, I'm going back to the Stephen A. thing on Jeff Garcia. Listen, Stephen A., you come out and say that Jeff Garcia should shut the hell up because you didn't play football and you know what you're talking about, but you don't. You're lying. Who the fuck told you you know anything about football? Molly Quorum, you don't. You're lying. I hate to be that person. Oh, you're a female. You don't know shit. I'm not saying that. I, I do know there's some great females that actually know the sport. I know a girl, a friend of mine that knows football like a motherfucker. But she's not on national TV telling people that she's the best thing since sliced bread. Jeff Garcia was saying the same thing. It's hard to comment on something that you never have done. I just can't fathom doing it. I don't care if it's a woman or a man. Um, I truly feel that you're out of your fucking, you're out of, you don't understand the context if you have never done something. Like, like motherfucker, that's asking me to fucking tell you how to douche. I don't fucking know how to douche, motherfucker. How the fuck would I? Douche my asshole, motherfucker? How do I know? So you're asking me to fucking some things I don't know how to do. So come on, dog. Keep it real. Um, exactly, Brian. Um, but anyway, I had no issue. Um, you know, it's kind of a idiot talk when they're talking. It's an oxymoron. The motherfucker's talking about I didn't play football, but I know it. It's an oxymoron. No, you don't. The hypocrisy of the fucking statement you made is unbelievable you don't know about it you never played it so oh man it's crazy um it is her job uh my two my my point of it is just because it's your job doesn't mean that you're right just because you have a platform doesn't mean that you get to spit out false information how many motherfuckers you know, Matu, Matu, that listens to certain people and goes out and do and does it right or wrong? <laughs> like, dog, she's wrong. 
Jimmy G is 14 and 5 in the playoffs. <laughs> he has a better record than fucking Aaron Rodgers. He has a better record than fucking everyone in the playoffs. Patrick's lost less games, but he hasn't played as many. So just think about it. Come on, dog. Yeah, come on. She it's her job. I'm not tripping. But that's my point, Matu. Don't talk about me like a bunch of ESPN people have done. And you don't know my situation. But not expect me to talk back. I'm clapping back. I'm talking back. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> you're saying the wrong shit. And I didn't even I didn't even get into no personal shit. Did you notice all the hate I got? You know what it was all about? Hitler. <laughs> That's all you could pull up on me. A false narrative that you don't even know nothing about, motherfucker. You don't even get to see the whole fucking story. All they, all they talked about. You know what I could have been doing? I could have been a bitch too. And I could have been brought, bringing up Mina's fucking husband's career. You know what he did? That motherfucker committed plagiarism and got fucking booted out of a school and out of a job. That's her claim to fame, but I didn't go to that shit. How about, how about fucking Lebachar's bitch ass and his daddy being the famous one? How about fucking Mike Golick Jr. chiming in on my ass? When he has done fucking nothing but be a sperm, a shot out piece of sperm from his daddy. Because he ain't done shit. So, hey, I'm just keeping it real, man. Mike Golick Jr. has done nothing. That's why his daddy called him Mike Golick Jr. So he could live his motherfucking legacy because he knew his son wasn't going to be shit. He's like, I got to name this motherfucker my name. (laughs) Like this motherfucker ain't worth shit. And it's funny how people chime in and get out of their lane into my lane. That's what's funny about it. Um, whew, it's crazy. Uh, let me add another caller. Gabe Gotti in the house. West, 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 West. What's up? West, West. You already know. What's cracking, brother? I'm going to show y'all. That's oh, shit. Look at the slapdick whiskey. If you motherfuckers ain't got none of this shit, then don't, you're not one of us, so... Ah, hey, the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later book, the Slapdick Whiskey. Gabe's a big supporter. Gabe goes down to the distillery, got the NWA shirt on, rocking the herringbone. West Coast, got the LB hat. Yeah, I'm feeling Long Beach. My wife went to Long Beach, so I feel like, you know, way back in the day when we were dating, I used to go to Long Beach to see her, so... I, I'm like a, a resident, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, they love me in Long Beach. I love Long Beach. Long Beach is the best, though. I'm telling yeah. you, that's why I live there so long, man. Long Beach is is different. A lot of people don't realize, man. Long Beach to me, Long Beach has the best food in California, bar none. It yeah, is the most ethnic. It's got five different type of boroughs. You got your three hoods, and you got your Belmont Shore, Belmont Heights, nice area. You got the Wrigley's. And you go to North Long Beach is another part of the hood border of Compton. You right. go to the you go to the west. You got Carson border. So like Long Beach is so dynamic, man. And you got the ocean. You got the cheapest ocean living. Um, downtown Long Beach. They 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 basically made um, downtown Long Beach years ago, early two thousands. That that is the sole reason, Gabe. I don't know if you even know this is why LA Live exists because Long Beach was killing it so hard in the game. They had a uh, promoter that was pushing big time artists, man, um, at a, at a couple clubs in Long Beach. And then they started, they made like game works and shit down there, down at the pike. And, yeah. uh, 
and and LA Live had LA Live was taking a bre- a, a beating man downtown LA was like just basically you know garment district jewelry district go down and get you some shit it wasn't yeah. shit up it was no it was no shit going on you know what i'm saying Alvaro Street was the only thing. Really. Yeah, yeah. So Long Beach was cracking, dog, in the early two thousands, and then uh, L.A. Live came about. They made the, you know, they made the Nokia, and then they made, you know, they yeah. they upgraded the Staples, and all that type of shit. And uh, and damn, dog, it, it, it Long Beach is it, it blew up, and uh, now it's still growing down there. Yeah, my my brothers and a bunch of my peoples live in uh, L.A., different parts of L.A., Echo Park and Pomona and yeah. uh, West Camina. And they all said that this Rams and North, the San Francisco thing is pretty pretty big. Like, they're already out there tailgating. On oh, hell yeah. It's about to yeah. be cracking. Yeah, but, uh, I, you know, I'm too I, – I stay home. I don't – the, the SoCal-NorCal thing scares me, bro. Uh, I <laughs> I, I sit on the sideline and watch all that shit. Hey, I try to tell people don't know if they're not from here. They, the reason Gabe's saying he sits on the sideline and stays at the house because there's jump, there's real drama that jumps off during these games. People don't realize, and I just pray and hope because I'm me and Gabe are older. We've been through it. I, we hope and I pray, man, that there's no murders. People don't realize, man, you go to other games in other cities and people don't even, you don't ever even talk about the things we're about to talk about. People in LA riot when the Lakers win the game. Like, you guys don't understand. Motherfuckers riot when you lose, usually. We riot when we win. If the LA Kings win the Stanley Cup, we're flipping over cop cars in downtown LA and rioting. LA is different. That's why we're the king of the high speed chase. That's why we're the king of white tees and khakis. That's why we're the king of gangbanging. <laughs> right. And that's why we started the rap game. I mean, we didn't yeah. start it. We could say there's some people on the East Coast that started it, but we brought in the white tees and khakis and uh, 501s and uh, starch jeans. We started that movement, and that's NWA. That's, that's, yeah. that's going back to that. But Yeah, that, that whole West Coast thing in the 90s, Long Beach, Compton, and all that, they pretty much uh, put – the West Coast on the map as far as hey. there was already some cats doing it or whatever, but hey man, true story, man. True, true story. Uh, when, uh, when the Rodney King happened, man, um, my buddy, my buddy owned one of the last black owned liquor stores, man. It was fucked up. We were on the top of the liquor store, man, with, 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 with nines and AKs. And, and Which liquor the, store? I've probably been there. Where, Eddie's, like, Eddie's, one? man. Eddie's. Oh. So. On, like, Slauson? No, nah, Eddie's in Long Beach on the border of Compton oh, on Market. Street. Market Street. Market and South. Market, or Market is South, but Market and uh, Candlewood. Yeah, I've seen video footage of just like everybody firing at each other. Yeah, man, it was uh, liquor store owners, the the fellas, like the cop, like it was a triangle. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, it was crazy. Nah, Floyd Samuels, I agree. The raps, that's why, that's why I corrected myself, motherfucker. I said rap started on the East Coast, but I said we started the gangster rap movement with white tees and khakis. So I just want to make sure I'm clear and you're clear. Um, yeah. That's like the never-ending argument is East versus West, and yeah, like I always tell cats for for cats our age, uh, Suge and them and the whole West Coast thing, it kind of fucked up some good rap for me and a lot of my family and friends, homeboys or whatever, because we 
we were so fucked up over the West and East Coast thing that we did, we missed a lot of East Coast rap for a while. Nah, we did, man. We did. It was fucked up. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm an East Coast rap guy. I love it. Like I, I grew up like I'm an. I like lyrics. And I, you know, when yeah. the West Coast got so big, when the whole you know Death Row movement and everything became so big with West Side Connection and East yeah. Siders, and when it became real, real big, you also got a shitload of shitty ass West Coast rap to flow in there. Yeah. And you got yeah. like BG knockout and motherfuckers yeah. like that that were Rod, shitty. Rod Neo and Joe yeah, Joe. you know you got some yeah. shitty. Uh, yeah, Coolio, you got yeah, some shitty ass rap, and yeah. they were they were just gimmick rappers, you know. But you lost track of the real East Coast vibe of lyrics, yeah. and that's what the Jay Z, the Nas, the Cool G, yeah. Cool G rap people don't talk Rock about. Him. I used to like Rock Kim and Slick. Rock Kim and, and Big Daddy Kane and Big you know Daddy there's King. so many you know people don't talk about like fucking uh um you know uh my boy that was homeless um EPMD shit. Oh, EPMD was my shit. You know them Eric, you know uh, Eric, Eric Sermon and and, and Parish. But you and then you had the Wu-Tang and you had all the all the yeah. groups that came out Mob Deep and and uh you know I'm a I'm a big uh Smith and Wesson uh, Bucktown and all that. Yeah. That was a huge movement, man. So yeah. it was, uh, I love the East coast. I love the, 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 the culture and the, and the, and the lyrics of it. But yeah. the West coast was just that funky, you know, yeah, that, that just West coast yeah. vibe that you just couldn't, you didn't, you didn't get on the East coast. You, you, you got the, you got the straight yeah. snare and, 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 and fucking baseline, you know what I'm saying? And, out here, you got that swag, and that's just kind of what it was. But hey, is what it is, yeah. man. Um, but hey, I appreciate you calling in, Gabe. I'm gonna get to these other guys, man. I'll, I'll holler at you. What? Yeah, Enjoy I'll, the weekend's I'll games. In the comments. I'll see y'all, man. Hey, I'll be down there tomorrow, Tory Pines. I saw your video. I saw you over here in my back. I'll be back tomorrow for the final. Yeah. yeah, I'll hit you up, man. All right, brother. All right, buy JB's books and his liquor, man. No All doubt. Right. Slap dick. CoachJBStore.com. Peace. All motherfucker, uh, real recognize real. <laughs> no doubt. All right. Peace. Peace out, JB. What up? What up? What up? Man, Coach JB, it's a pleasure, dog. Hey, all all love, brother. I appreciate you. What's your name? Wado, man. Wado, straight out of Florida. Straight out of Florida. What up? Have two questions for you, Coach. Man, one about life, one about NFL. I got you. First of all, about life. When do you think people are going to realize they need to stop wasting their time watching these people on Sports Center, ESPN, to give hour-long speeches about their opinion when they don't matter because they still got to play the game? No doubt. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, man. It's it's shitty. Because, you know what it is, I think? Because I'm a victim of it, and, you know, real recognize real. I'm always going to keep it real even if I'm the one at fault. You know, the problem is it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a... Uh, I don't know how you say it. It's basically a, uh, it's, it's for, t you take it for granted. And I guess it's, it's very, it's comfortable because you're comfortable with watching whatever, you know, you've watched the most of. And I think it's, it's, it comes, um, a habit. And I think you end up getting caught up watching what you're normally used to. And it's, and it's shitty. And I, and I comment on ESPN all the time because it's shitty and it's like, fuck dog, stop watching it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I think it's and, so great to have guys like you, yeah. guys have like Pat, to really say what's really meant to be said. If you want to hear what the guy's going on in the NFL, the NFL player they're talking about on SportsCenter, 
Pat will have him on and let him talk for himself. Yeah. That's why and Aaron don't go on ESPN. Aaron only comes on Pat's show because he knows. Exactly. And I like to hear from – and I like all the opinions. And I'm with you on that. I get caught up. But yeah. you've got to take your opinions from people that have been through it. Oh, yeah. Coach JV knows what it's like to be a football player, knows what it's like to be in them trenches. These people on ESPN making millions, they tell you they never played. Yeah, never played it down, man. And Stephen A., he could talk about basketball, but again, he played fucking small black college basketball and wasn't even a dude. So exactly, it's like, and come on, man, player, you have no so clue. I feel that 100%. Yeah, no question. What part of Florida are you from? South Florida, man. Growing up in Port St. Lucie. Dade right County? What's that? Is that Dade? Uh, not Dade, Treasure Coast. Okay. St. Lucie County. Man, I got. I had a couple good players out of Treasure Coast High School. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Yeah, I've had a few. There's a Port St. Lucie, but definitely a lot of love coming out here. Justin Simmons is out of here. Yeah. From Denver Broncos. He yeah. came out of Martin County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. My next question, just so you know, I don't want to take too much of time. I'm an Atlanta Falcon fan, fanatic. Grew up a Florida guy, whole family Dolphins. I played Mad 99. Fell in love with, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Chris Johnson or Chris Chandler, Jamal Anderson, Tim Dwight. I want to know, do we have any hope? Or was that last Super Bowl the only little little something I ever had? Man, do I don't know. Hope? You know, I, I see, I'm a Matt Ryan fan. People don't like him. I like Matt Ryan. I think he is, he's, 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 he's basically better than 75% of the NFL his entire career, in my opinion. I think only 25% of the players that played his position were better than him. Obviously, he lost to one in Brady, which wasn't his fault. But, um, you know, I think he's been pretty good. I think he's been struck with a lot of bad management moves on some of the guys. I had a player, Delrick Abrams, playing for them last few years, corner, um, played for me at Indy, but... Uh, I don't know, man. I think he's now past his prime, obviously. Um, they got a great young tight end, man. He might be the freak of the next. He might be the next Waller, the next yep. Kittle. He's a he's a dude. He's a freak. I like him a lot. Um, I also like uh, their wideouts, Gage. Um, I think he's going to be Hopefully Ridley comes back. Ridley's coming back. Um, I think they have a good nucleus, man. And uh, obviously a Juco player in Patterson. Um who who's basically their Debo Samuel, right? Um yep. of the Niners. Anything anything on the coach? Um Arthur? right now I'm not a fan, you know what I mean? I think it's a recycled business, man. I think uh Arthur's a great OC. He's been a good OC for a lot of people. Um I think he's uh he might be good in that regard. I don't know. It's just funny, man, when you pick these guys to be head coaches that never been. Um you know, it's 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 ironic how they pick that and how the owners go through that process. In college, it's even worse. They pick fucking committees. They hire search firms um, oh. when when they hire the wrong guy every fucking time. To be honest, but uh, at the same time, man, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's an unfortunate deal. You never really know, man, because you know right now their roster is a little banged up and defensively they're not very good. Um, yep. But I, I don't think they're really that bad as far as, like, how far off are they? NFL is just – every team, if you look at the teams that didn't make the playoffs that are right there on the verge, they're all a player or two away. And they're all we're a play or South. two away. Yeah, they're all a player or two away, too, from certain games. Look about the game. They lost game. They won games they shouldn't have won, and they lost games exactly. they shouldn't have lost. And, uh, you know, so I don't know. Um, I hope uh, – 
I hope uh, you you uh, you your Atlanta Falcons uh, do well next year, man. My my good friend Sarkeesian was the OC there for a few years, so I know. Uh, and then Dan Quinn also, he's a Pete Carroll guy, man. Um, was up in Seattle forever um, as his DC, so I was rooting for him as well. Um, you know, he's staying with the with the, uh, and you know, he had a couple good years, man. A lot of people don't realize it's not easy to be a head coach in the NFL. A lot of head coaches fail. Ninety nine percent of them fail in the NFL as head coaches. So. Um, yep. People don't realize that they, they all want a winner. They all that's why the Jimmy G thing is so fucked up because you're castrating Aaron Rodgers for win, for losing games, but then you're turning around and castrating Jimmy G for winning them. And I'm just like, dude, be careful what you ask for, motherfucker. You 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 all right, go ahead. Jimmy G leave. I bet you Trey Lance right now, they wouldn't even be in the fucking playoffs. Not even a chance. So hey, I appreciate the call, brother. And uh call again, man. I appreciate this. Absolutely, JB. I appreciate you, Coach. All right, brother. I'll holler at you. So, yeah, um, you know, it's uh, it's one of those deals, man. Um, it's one of those deals. You know, it's unbelievable to me that you can just bash Aaron Rodgers for losing a game in sub-degree temperatures. Have you? I want to know if Mina has ever thrown a football in the snow. <laughs> Mina, have you? Stephen A, have you thrown a football in the snow, motherfucker? I, I just want to know: is that you? Really, you can talk about it? No, you can't, motherfucker. You haven't thrown a football in the snow, motherfucking fucked up hairline looking motherfucker. Shut your ass up. Hey, Mina, you've gone out there. In motherfucking high heels and thrown a ball in the snow? Have you thrown a ball against Green Bay in the snow, Mina? I'm sorry. But guess what? Jimmy G's 14 and 5 in the playoffs. <laughs> He's a one percenter. Eli Manning don't get enough love. You motherfuckers don't eat you you bypass Eli Manning and go straight to Peyton. Eli won two fucking Super Bowls. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, man. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, Floyd, I heard about the Jalen Rose thing. Um, I, You know, people always tell me, go watch Skip and uh, Shannon. Dog, I can't stand Skip Bayless. Um, but I also can't, and I, I'm not really a, Big Shannon fan, especially after he said he would hit Adri uh, Bruce Arians because he hit him. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's all it's all pushing narratives, dog. The mainstream media is there for entertainment. They're fucking bullshit, and they're uh, they're just uh, they have no clue. And and it's crazy how much money they make to spit out false information. Um, Ryan Clark's the worst, dog. You know who the real? You know what really bugs me? I know for a fact that Bart Scott is sitting there looking at Stephen A. and Molly Quorum talk about Mina knowing football. And I know he's like, fuck, why, why do I have to lie on this fucking suit-wearing network? <laughs> That's the real shit. He's like, fuck, I wear this suit, dog. I got I to gotta, I gotta act accordingly. Bart, Bart Scott's the realest dude ESPN has. I'm just going to keep it real. He's the realest motherfucker ESPN has besides my boy Michael Collins and Matt Barry, who's an anchor on ESPN. They're all real cats. I'm actually real fucking good friends with them dudes, and they're they're actually real. 
They don't fucking try to be on anything they're not. That's the cold part about it. And keep their job. These other motherfuckers are scared of losing their job to be real. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, no, I, I get that Peyton. I know Peyton won two Super Bowls. I'm not saying what I'm saying is people don't even look at Eli Manning. You got to understand, Eli Manning won two fucking Super Bowls. He's a one percenter. No, he wasn't as good as Peyton. He didn't have the stats as Peyton. But what I'm saying is he has won two Super Bowls. More than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> more than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this motherfucker's won more Super Bowls than Dan Marino. He's even with John Elway. But people don't even talk about Eli Manning. That's the cold part about it. If Jimmy G wins a Super Bowl, I, I, I'm going to be like, God damn. And, and, and people are still going to talk about, oh, uh, he just was on the ride. Coach, he's just on the boat. He was on the boat that just was taking him around. Shut the fuck up, dude. First of all, Jimmy G has one of the top two or three releases in football. Him and Tom Brady are very similar with their platform and with their release. It's really tight, cut to dried. Fucking the platform is nice. The delivery's not too long, but it's over the top. He throws a great spiral. He has enough arm strength. He's a top 10, 15 arm strength guy in the NFL. He's pretty accurate. I mean, in the in the NFC game with the Green Bay, he threw a few balls behind them, but it was minus three degrees, and it was fucking windy. And I would love for you guys to play in that game, Mina, that talk about it. And then for Dan Lepetard and Mike Golick Jr. to get involved, I get that Mina was your friend. I get she was on your show. But you have no dog in the fight. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. But But they'll try to get... Jeff Garcia to apologize. Now, I came out the next day and stated that I, I apologized for saying the word broad. Now, obviously, I had a few people pissed at me how I apologized because of how I do it, but that's just JB. That's how I do it. But anyway, I wanted to apologize for saying the word broad because it, it wasn't slander or in disrespect. But, you know, the cold part about it is not one female came at me about using the word broad. Only men did. That's why they're bitches. That's why I call men bitches and not females. I don't call females bitches. That's why I used to preach to my players, don't call females bitches. But I call males bitches because we are. Motherfuckers, these motherfuckers can't stay in their lane. They want to bitch and moan and cry. And that's why I talked about it last week, dog. I talked about women having a period and giving birth. You motherfuckers couldn't handle that shit. I couldn't handle it. But you know what? It takes some real pain to endure real pain to see the gratification at the end. We don't, we're, right now, we're so soft that we avoid pain at all costs as men. And. I believe it's hurting us as society because we don't really get to benefit and reap from what we sow. We don't get to really go through some trials and tribulations, some adversity, hit a few bumps on the fucking railroad. And at the end of the day, fucking benefit from having some pain, dog. Learn how to endure some pain. <laughs> like endure some pain so you appreciate it. 
We avoid pain at all costs, and we don't toughen our skin at all. And we're the most thin-skinned generation of humans that I've ever been around. That I've ever been around. And uh, it was funny talking to Pat Perez yesterday during his, you know, Pat's a real one now. He's playing for fucking $8.4 million. That is the purse at the Farmers Insurance Open in Torrey Pines. And he's bullshitting with me talking about real life shit. And this is a guy who's sponsored by Michael Jordan. He talks to Michael Jordan himself once a week. And they talk about everything. Because if you go on YouTube and look at Pat Perez's house in Phoenix. Oh my goodness. He has a Jordan room that is off the motherfucking chain. You guys should look at it. And his house is unbelievable, man. But anyway, he has a Jordan room because he wears Jordan. And we're talking about Jordans and different shit. And we're talking about how soft these golfers are he's playing with. <laughs> he's like, I said, I, I told him, I said, hey, I'll just give you, I'm not going to give you a lot of insight, but I'm going to tell you a little story. I said, hey, Pat, I'm glad you're sagging, dog. I said, you know, you're sagging and you fucking are representing our age motherfuckers. And he's like, fuck these little tight wearing, pant wearing motherfuckers. I fucked them up. <laughs> hey, uh, it was a good time. Um. Chris Logan, Logan, um, he said I was with his boy Taylor. Yeah, Taylor, I got Taylor in there. I'm going to take Taylor again tomorrow. I got him in there right now, actually. He's there right now uh, with Chris, my distiller, uh, out in Kettner Spirits out in San Diego who makes slapdick whiskey. Taylor works there with him. Taylor's a high school coach out in San Diego. Uh, so Taylor's going to roll with me tomorrow. Um, Papi Chulo, I rolled the Maserati yesterday, brother. I had to get I had to get down there quick, man. I had to take the miles, brother. Um, is what it is. Um, let me take another caller, man. Uh, let's see, Willis, what up? Hey, how you doing, Coach? I'm good, brother. Good. Good. Hey, I've, I got two quick questions for you, man. No doubt. Um, so the whole first take, all that stuff. Do you think those guys on that show actually believe what they say? And do you think they're just playing a bunch of characters on TV? And real quick, are you a hockey guy at all? I mean, I feel like hockey is right up your alley, coach. Man, you know what? My brother, I grew up, man. I had a, I had a brother who uh, who was growing up on the West Coast, obviously. Man, hockey was, was not a big deal because we never had the ice. We never had any of that. My brother played, grew up playing street hockey, man. Um, they used to use a real puck, but then they had the, the hard orange balls and shit. And, uh, man, I used to play with them and respected the shit out of the game because and my brother had like a hundred mile an hour wrist shot and had a hundred mile an hour slap shot. And, uh, I was like, damn, I didn't know nothing about it. And, uh, I learned that it was a fucking, it ain't no joke, man. And I think like I tell people all the day, everyone's bitching about the NFL overtime rule to give you a little perspective on my hockey expertise. And I'm just like, so we're bitching as NFL players and coaches about playing an extra overtime quarter but fucking nhl hockey does that shit nhl hockey plays another quarter i know they cut it down at what 10 minutes i think but yeah and i think it's different in the playoffs in the regular season yeah a couple seasons ago i think the the Tampa bay played almost three games in one one almost three games and they're not bitching like that's what i don't get and these motherfuckers are playing a gladiator sport on hockey a lot harder than grass a lot harder than turf and you're moving 25, 35 miles an hour on a skating. 
And you got gear on too. Way less gear, by the way. Way thinner pads. And uh, you're getting fucking... And then you got to scrap. Personally, a real fight. And learn how to fight. And know how to fight. And that's part of the game. And uh, I learned all that shit as a youngster. And I was like, damn, that's just interesting, man. So I... I, I you know what? I, I don't watch it on TV. But I will... I, I, I've been to a few Kings games. Because um, I'm a true LA fan, man. So I'm a Dodger, Ram, uh, Kings fan. And uh, never liked the Mighty Ducks, never liked the Angels, never liked the Chargers, never liked the Raiders because I'm a true L.A. fan. And I would love, I went to go see the Kings beat up on the Mighty Ducks a few times. Uh, I think I went to a Kings-Flyers game, too. That was a big rivalry back growing up. Um, that's when we had Wayne Gretzky and shit, man, and Robitaille and um, a couple of those guys. And then we won uh, a couple years ago. We won the Cup. Yep. And... Uh, that's when we were fucking out here rioting and shit. And I'm just like, God damn, we won and we're rioting. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I, yeah, hockey. And I, you know what? I actually, I actually have some hockey fans, man. I actually dropped the puck for a, uh, for the, uh, it was a, uh, amateur league or minor leagues or whatever you guys call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tulsa. I don't know who they are. Tulsa played somebody from like Kansas city or something. Uh, they're like affiliate uh, teams, and I got to drop the puck, man, and uh, it was a pretty good experience. But all the hockey fans, uh, players knew who I was and were coming up to me, and I was like, that's cool shit because, you know, it's, uh, it's it's funny that, uh, like you say, like I always say, real recognizes real, man. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Hockey players are, are some rough, rugged motherfuckers, so I, I, I'm going to try to get them all to drink slapdick whiskey shit. <laughs> it's a man's game for sure. Tulsa Oilers, that's right. Yep. Nah. And, uh, yeah, you think all the guys in first take and those debate shows, just a bunch of characters on TV, man, I know a few guys there. So I know a couple of them that are real. Um, but I also know, I, I don't know if they're fake cause, uh, or if, they, if they're saying shit that they really don't want to say, like, I do know that they are a bit of actors. Um, I've hung out with a few that I'm actually cordial with, um, on different occasions, but, you know, like Michael Collins, man, he's the ESPN caddy. He's as real as it gets. Matt Barry's as real as it gets. He's an anchor, though. It's not as they're not on the debate shows. See what I mean? Yeah. You don't see the debate side, so you don't really know. Um, and, and I've actually been with Stephen A. in certain uh, uh, um, same places, same parties. Um, you know, I I don't know, man. I I just it's just to me the issue is the 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 platform that you have is giving off a bad narrative to our youth. I think our youth is getting told the wrong things, and we are very, very uh, influential. Like, kids are very impersonal. You know, you can you can really get a kid to buy into any fucking thing you say on TV if you're someone of a, of a star status, and the kids will fucking believe it, and they'll do it. And we're telling these kids the wrong shit. And even the novice fan, Mina and all these people, even Dan Orlovsky, who I've squashed our little deal, but we talk here and there on text messages. I like Dan. He's a great dude. But he, he still says some of the some things that are wrong. Like, they're getting paid a lot of fucking money. Anyone else getting paid that much money would have a lot of expectations to say the right shit in the real world, and we would be fired or held to the fire for what we say. And these guys just seem like they're not. They get away with saying shit that's not even close to being true. Like 
these guys can't call out quarters coverage. They can't call out what a true gap scheme run play is in football. They don't have a fucking clue. These announcers that are calling these games, other than Aikman and Buck, in my opinion, Tony Romo's okay because of the football side. But to me, the best announcer that the NFL could have made a hire for was Greg Olson, um, who, who announces some games this year. And he's the best there is. He's telling the novice fan what real football is. He's telling them what protections are. He's telling them what the number means in the protection. He's telling them what the name means to the right and what the name means to the left. No other announcer can even come close to breaking down games like that. And Tony Romo, I don't know if he's loaded or not. Everyone makes that joke, but... I don't, you know, he's okay. I, you know, he played, and I and I actually like Tony as a player. I just he didn't have the it factor to win no games. But you know, he, uh, it's funny, man, that he he talks about a lot of good things. But I'll, I've also heard he's got four or five screens in front of him, and he's watching it prior before he announces it. So like he's seeing the play a couple seconds prior to announcing it, and he's like, okay, so. Who knows, man? Everyone know, don't know. You know, you never really know unless you're there. And I'm not one of those guys, so I, I can't comment on it. But I like Jeff Saturday. Like, I think Jeff Saturday calls it pretty much what it is. Um, and uh, especially he comes on Pat's show. You can tell he's kind of genuine as far as how he is on the show. But what about uh, the Manning podcast or the Manning? The Manning uh, cast? I, I don't yeah. mind it. I don't watch it too much, man, because I think it's it's too sluggish. Like for me, ESPN should have a better platform. I thought if by now they'd be able to have that shit in their house. That's a little more. It's just a slow connection. It's kind of they talk over each other because the connection's so fucked up. So they don't really know when to talk. I don't know. It kind of loses me. But I do. I like the guests and I like Peyton. I like Peyton and Eli, man. I think they. They're they're good genuine dudes. They're funny, I think, and it's it's for the but they're mainstream. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't have uh, me and Marshawn Lynch on our own show, so you know <laughs> probably do better in ratings. Oh, uh, I'm sure that show would be the highest rated show. I'm, I have no <laughs> doubts about it. But we'll see what happens. I think Marshawn's getting something on Prime on Amazon. I'm trying to get some people to talk to Amazon too. I'll do a Thursday night or or a, or a Sunday night. Um, Shit, slapdick special. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. <laughs> nah. Hey, I appreciate you, brother. Hey, no worries. Take it easy. Have a good weekend, coach. Stay up, man. Later. So, everybody on the audio side of the Slapdick Podcast, man, on this fine Friday, I'm taking some video calls through my platform here on YouTube. And uh, we've had about six, seven callers come in, and uh, it's pretty. Pretty innovative, man. I kind of like it so far. It's kind of seems kind of different. It's a little realer than the regular fucking audio call where you can't really see the motherfucker talking. I wish more people would do it. Now, if ESPN and somebody does it, you know where they got it from. Actually, man, we this isn't the first person first time I started this idea. Me and my boy Spree started a us and them show that we stopped doing because COVID hit and we had a bunch of issues come up. We stopped doing, but me and Spree were doing it, and we actually were bringing in fans off of the deal. So what I'm going to do, though, once this thing grows and word gets out there, I appreciate everybody in the show. We got 120 people in here. Um, Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, become a member. I'm going to take members only on the phone calls, so you guys are going to have to become a member. Pay $1.99, man. Um, And I'll bring the members only on. And I'll know, I know who's a member only by your color of your uh, name here on my, uh, my end. So I kind of see who's a member and who's not. So 
Uh, I'll take members only, man. So become a member. Hit the like button. Um, subscribe. And uh, I'll do this five days a week. Um, and I'm thinking about that's what I'm thinking about. I got a team working and we're trying to make some technical things and upgrade a few things. And I'm thinking about uh, growing this thing and making it big and trying to do a I'll never be a Pat McAfee, but I'm trying to do something that kind of along those lines. So we'll see what happens. Uh, right now, I got a million things going and I do more things than just podcasts. Podcast is not my fucking I don't live off doing podcasts, just so we're clear, like Pat does. <laughs> I, I love when the haters come and say, yeah, you should compare your downloads to Lebitard. Like, motherfucker, who gives a fuck? That's his job. I don't do this for my job. I have a million things. This is for shits and giggles, man. This is something that I get a few dollars from and I get to inter intertwine with some fucking real folks and uh, tell people real shit. If 5,000 people downloaded that show, great. That's what I roughly get. I get about five, ten thousand 10,000 downloads a show, um, which ain't bad for me um, on the audio side. On YouTube, shit, I don't know. I get a couple thousand uh, after a few days on the audio, on the video side. So, you know, shit, I've only had YouTube up for about a year and a half. I'm, I've just hit almost 11,000 followers, so subscribers. So I appreciate you guys. I appreciate it. Shit, like Pat has like a million and a half followers on YouTube and shit. I'm like, God damn, I don't even know what that does. That must be pretty good living. But, hey, you got the fucking platform. You got the real shit. People are scared of me, too, and I'm not the guy to kiss ass and suck dicks. So I'm not going to do the... Oh, fall in line, Coach JB. If you did this, you would make this. And I'm like, dude, that's not what I am. I, I understand. I appreciate it. I, I understand I've lost money and left money on the table because I won't, I won't, you know, succumb to your fucking expectations, motherfucker. That ain't me. I don't kiss ass. Um, That's just what it is. But, um... Joey B, if you wash my cars, uh, can you wash my dogs too? <laughs> Shit. Um, man, you know what? That lobster I made on, on Instagram and, and Twitter, that motherfucker was horrible. I got to be real. I was pissed off. It wasn't how I cooked it either. I've made them a million times and they're bomb. The fucking lobster where I got it, man. I had that shit flown in, dog. A full-on lobster. It had it was full of baby eggs. It was full of fucking baby eggs. And I'm just like, dog. I was like, oh yeah, I was hot. I didn't post that shit. I was hot. Hot as fish grease, man. Um uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, um you uh Brandon Davis, can someone help Brandon become a member? I think you have to be on a desktop. I have no idea. I know it's just a subscribe button somewhere. I think you can just hit subscribe and become a member. Um, so I'm not sure uh, where to go on that deal. Um, my philosophy on arm angles and throwing motions. Man, you know what? I don't want to fuck with your mechanics unless they are so bad that we can't get it done. Because I was a three-quarter release guy. I was a three-quarter guy. So my delivery, because I was a taller, I was a taller guy. I could get away with it. Uh, my delivery was about right here, and I teach 
the mechanics of what I call socking the wall. So when I'm coaching the QBs, I want you to sock me. So if you if I can sock you, that's my throwing motion. Why? Because I want to get it out quick. Right now we're teaching these fucking quarterback guru fucks that are coaching seven on seven and all this bullshit. They're fucking taking the tip of the ball and turning it backwards, cocking it back here, then having to turn the football to get to the point where it's going to release it. So if I filmed you, which I used to do with my guys, if I filmed you, you're almost losing a full-on three-quarters of a second on all this. (laughs) So... I'm here socking the wall. I want to get it out now. I want to get it out quick. I want to keep the ball here in the middle of my sternum cocked, ready to throw. And I'm big on transferring your weight, socking the wall, slapping the wall with your offhand, and pronating, getting the fucking finger to your big toe, getting your index finger to your big toe, and really working that shit out. And uh, a lot of things that those the shit that I just said right there is it, most quarterback coaches don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about, and that's the unfortunate part. Um, they they unfortunately a lot of these motherfuckers, man. Um, man, Jerry Wells, ah, that is a you're a you don't even know what you just did to me, man. People have no idea who Mike O'Kane is. Mike O'Kane and I are very good friends. Mike O'Kane and I used to talk quarterback play a long time ago, man, at the National Coaching Convention. Um, I believe Mike at the time was at Clemson, the time I'm talking about, but he was at Virginia Tech for a long time too. Mike O'Kane is a great, great. He coached Woody Dantzler at Clemson, if you didn't know that. I see. I'll break it down for you, brother. I know a lot of shit. Michael Kane's a good dude, man. Uh, really, really good coach. Um, I like. I like Mike. Great dude. That's a small world, man. I, I I haven't heard Mike's name in a while. Um, um, small world, man. Michael Kane's a great dude, man. Great dude. He coached some good, really good quarterbacks, man. Uh, he replaced. He he left. Uh, I believe before Norm Chow went to coach Philip Rivers, or maybe after. I think he coached Philip and half of this time, and then Norm Norm Chow coached Philip the rest of the time. I want to say he was in that era, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that one, but I do know he he uh, he was he he stayed out on the East Coast. Um, great dude though, Michael Kane. Great coach, man. Great fucking coach too. Um, so, you know, is what it is. It's all about your balance of your feet. I don't give a fuck about the release. Uh, I care about the ball placement pre-snap. Uh, I mean, I mean pre-throw. I want the ball placement as far as where the ball is on your body mechanically is, is huge with me. And then it's all about feet, man. It's all about feet and uh, keeping your feet moving and ready and light and never lift your feet too far off the ground because it's hard to reset your feet. If your feet comes off the ground that high, it's hard to get your foot back down. So I don't ever want to have the foot 
over an inch off the ground. We want to graze the grass. We want to graze the grass with everything we do so we can reset our foot. We can reset our foot. And uh, we got too many motherfuckers teaching these dudes, keep the fucking foot. They're, they're lifting their feet off the ground like this. Motherfucker, how are you going to get it back down and reset? So we want to graze the grass, keep the motherfuckers choppy, reset it fast. Motherfuckers don't know what I'm talking about. There's NFL coaches that can't coach that shit. I'm just trying to tell you. Motherfuckers, but you got all these haters. All go, JB, you went 2-8 and eight your last year. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Go ask Nick Saban if I know football, motherfucker. That's the cold part about it. But anyway, uh, is what it is, man. Uh, and uh, like I said, anybody out there, single ladies, all right? I'm looking for single ladies that want Bonham. Bonham needs to be with a female. Um. Uh, I'm just telling you, Bonham needs to be with a female. He is a great, great dog, and he loves women, and he needs to be with a female. Anyone wants a Bonham, he's 150 fucking pounds. He's a Gatorhead bully, and uh, the Giants just hired uh, Brian Dabble, the Bills OC, as the head coach. Um, So we'll see. I think uh, Leftwich just got the job. I, I believe Leftwich got the job for Jacksonville a little while ago from one of my boys told me. I, I haven't heard it broke yet. I didn't know if it broke. Um, but I do believe Leftwich took the job. Um, Brian Dable just took the uh, giant job while we're here on the show. So, hey, I appreciate everybody, man. I'm going to upload this on YouTube. YouTube, guys, you guys can stay on. If you want to take some more calls, I'll put the link in the chat. You guys, if you guys want to chat, I'll put it in the chat. It's right there. Copy it and paste it in. You can join the show on YouTube. On the audio side, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Google, all you guys, um, I appreciate you listening. And go get you some... uh, Go get you some betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and uh, tell them the Slapdick sent you. Get 50% out um, off. And like I said, if you guys, uh, make sure you guys are purchasing my Slapdick whiskey. We are in Oklahoma. We are now in Tennessee. We will be in Tennessee in some liquor stores here shortly. Uh, they just purchased for the state of Tennessee. So Tennessee, get ready for having some Slapdick at, at, the, at the games. Appreciate everybody, man, and... Uh, I will definitely see you on the other side. See you Monday. Peace. That was a fucked up sound. I'll see you Monday. Peace. YouTube, stay in. I'll be right here. Yeah, yeah. Transform you in the I hate a storm Hail Marys I make it poor Good I ain't lying You little giants We been defying Rising What's the cost Be the boss Breaking down the walls We all lean Once the coin gets tossed Got the kind of action Never acting